Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Here on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. I'm your host, Novelle J. Lee. It is Tuesday, May 17, 2011, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time on your internet streaming computers. First up, we have David Gregory from ABC Daytime is One Life to Live. He plays the role of Robert Ford. I had the chance to talk with him last week about what's coming up with his storyline on the show. For test possible romance on the horizon, you never know. But what is this I'm hearing about the fact that he's going on a date? Hmm. We'll find out a little bit about that. Also, fans also got the chance to go ahead and rally in front of the ABC upfronts today, this afternoon, in New York City. We'll have the chance to talk to some of those who got to attend this event and let us know exactly what happened and what transpired today. But first up, here's our interview that we did with David Gregory. Take a listen. So, David, you still with me there, sir? I sure am. All right. So, so, so let me let me let me ask you this. Uh, you know, Robert Ford has been through so much this year. He lost his son. He basically had to marry a girl that has DID, who's now turned into a guy. Uh, <laughs> I, first of all, I don't even know how Robert Ford has the stamina to even put up with that. So, so, I mean, honestly, I feel like he. You know, he's been through the ringer himself, and there's something about her that, uh, you know, that, that makes him feel like, in a weird, twisted way, very connected to that. Because, oh, she's been through crap, I've been through crap. Yeah. Uh, and as we've seen lately, I think he's, he's finding her sort of endearing in a, in a really twisted but genuine way. I think he... Uh, I think he's developing some kind of affinity for her, and I think it's ah, it's so interesting. I can tell you it's very interesting to play, but I'm, now that I'm seeing it unfold, the way they've set it up with you know Brody and Cutter as well, it's, it's very interesting to see. Yeah, I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask that, and, and you just kind of answered it. I was like, it's, it's Ford developing some sort of feelings for for her now. It's just, yeah, it you pretty seems, much put it. Yeah, it definitely seems to be that way. I think uh, somebody had explained to me. Recently, I said, "Well, you have a you have a child with someone. Uh, things happen that you wouldn't expect to happen, and, and I think it, it plays out in that situation as well." Uh, I was explaining to somebody recently that it's it's almost like a Neil Simon play. That the fact that it's so funny and the fact that it works is because they are so dead serious with each other and <laughs> they get on each other's nerves. That the comedy or whatever that element is plays out because it's so true. I mean, that's how it would be in real life. Um, granted, throwing in DID and, uh, you know, a paternity test makes it very soapy, but but nonetheless, I think it's a very real situation that uh, they're both experiencing. And just the, the overall tragedy of knowing that Tess is not the main functioning personality in this woman. Right. And people keep, you know, keep telling her, or keep telling him that he's going to 
end up losing that. And he's been hanging on to Tess because she's sort of the, the secret, the, the key to to keeping his son because Jessica is obviously, uh, you know, going to stay with Brody and, and, you know, if Jessica comes back, he's going to lose his son. So, I mean, right. there was an episode that aired recently where he ended up bringing, you know, um, Tess back out because he was so scared of losing his son. So it's, it's a very real thing for him. I never thought of them like, more or less being serious. I thought they were more real with each other because it seems like both of them have met their matches in each other. They they bring Absolutely. out bring out something uh, as far as their strengths go, uh, especially with Ford, especially with the fact that he has lost his son and he wants to be a part of his son's life. And, and as you what you just said, you know, if once Jessica does come back and be the dominant personality again, it, is Ford going to have that relationship with his kid after that point? Right, I think that's they're kind of on the forefront of his mind. Uh, at the same time, though, you know, every time someone brings that up, he brushes it off like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I think he's, it's something he's scared of, and that's why he's choosing not to sort of, you know, listen to it. I think we're going to see the voice of reason coming from James, especially because he's, you know, Ford's brother, right, trying to reason with him and say, hey, dude, like this is this is the reality of the situation, and we've already kind of seen that a little bit. Um, between the two brothers, and uh, and just that you know, Ford Ford's been around, especially as, as women goes. I think he's also a little taken aback that this this girl has sort of met him blow for blow. You know, she's she can throw punches just like the rest of them, and yeah, and uh, she she really uh, sort of threw him for a loop. So I think that's also in a weird way, in a sense, why certain feeling, feelings are developing because. He just he's like, you know, she's the most ridiculous, obnoxious woman I've ever met, but I <laughs> I can't explain it. You know, and I think that's so odd. Ah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I love the way it's written. I love uh the way they've written the two characters together like that and it's just it's been so much fun to play and so rewarding. I can't even tell you. What's gonna happen when Ford finds out that Tess has become West? <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, he doesn't believe it at first. I think it's kind of like, wait, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> and I think it's utter shock. Like, how many more you got in there? Uh, yeah, right. I think they were going through the whole, uh, you know, custody case in court when Erica Slazak had that wonderful, basically one-woman show where she showcased all of those personalities. Right. Ford has a line where he, he asked her, he's like, so how many personalities do you have in sort of joking way? And she responds something like, well, Tess is the only one that matters or something like that. Uh, I think at first he's shocked, but then he's like, well, I, I shouldn't be surprised. But a dude? And uh, <laughs> Cutter get a little nervous and confused, like, oh, listen, I don't know if I can hang around here because now you're a dude, and it's just weird. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I think um, – I think Ford is just to it faster. I can say that just because he's like, well, it's par for the course. I guess I mean I can't say I'm surprised, but it's still very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I I was married to her and then we got divorced. It, 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 this was like if Ford was like standing there, probably going like, huh, there's a dude now. Hey, I'm not married to you anymore. Dude, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's no skin off my nose, but it. it, it, it I was looking at it, and I was looking at it at that point, point. I was like, maybe this could maybe even help more with Ford with the son. I mean, 
probably because of her personality than for being sure. the more dominant of it. Maybe that, sure. you know, that that's how I see it. But you never know what's going to happen with that. So it, it, there's a huge dynamic to be played, not just with uh, Mark Lawson, yourself, and and Josh Kelly and Bree Williamson. It's a huge dynamic that they're being played with this right now, and it, it's got to be fun for you. Absolutely. I mean, it seems especially that very recently Ford is very serious, but uh, we're having a blast. And and I can tell you that you know there's a thing face off recently in the Minuteman Hotel between between the four of us. And uh, there's lots of giggling and lots of laughter going on, just because the extremes of the situation, it is it is funny. I'm someone that I, I love to laugh, and I'm so, especially when Ford's very serious, I'm so definitely not that in real life. I'm so uh, <laughs> much more easygoing. And granted, if I was put in the same situation that he's put in, I'm sure I would not find it funny at all, but... Um, sometimes you just have to not take it so seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm very serious about my work, and I, 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 you know, so is everybody else that I work with. But, uh, but knowing that it's okay to sort of see it for what it is, and then get down to business, I think it's important to allow for that release. And, and uh, yeah. it makes it more fun to go to work too when you can laugh and have a good time. And uh, especially with Bree, she's she's a, a little comedian. That one, she's. Uh, so much fun to work with, not only because, you know, she she's a professional and is, she memorizes faster than anybody I've ever met in my life, wow. but she also knows how to just have a blast. She's hysterical all the time. And uh, and then, you know, there's like five, four, three, two, one, and then there's tears coming out of her eyes. I mean, this woman knows how to bring it, and she does. And uh, I've, I've gotten very lucky that my storyline has intertwined with hers, and I've I've... Not only do I know that, but I've been told that. You know, certain cameramen will come up to me and be like, "Dude, she's she's like the girl here, so you're you're a lucky man." And it's 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 exciting. What 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 can you tease about what what's happening next week? I know that uh, Wes is going to such and such help Marty out. Is Ford going to be involved in that somewhat, or can you say like what what's going to happen with you know, Ford's not going to interact with Wes. Uh, Quite yet. Uh, I think uh, I, I know he's going to run into her at Capricorn. Obviously, Ford's still trying to, you know, figure out another way to make a deal with with Joey and Aubrey so that he can, you know, have more time with his son. Um, Ford's not going to interact with Wes too much. I just have a scene where obviously he runs into him, Flasher, and it's like, wait, what is this? Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> But but in in another sense, Ford is sort of trying to move forward with his life. He's he's going to uh, you know he's got his his side job and he's he's trying to make money for himself for his kid, trying to do the right thing so he looks like a good father, and uh, he's going to start you know maybe dating a little bit, and Tess is going to take notice, and it's 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 a dynamic we're going to see from her where we see she maybe can't handle that. Not is jealous she, of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 very interesting the way it's written just because she's obviously pretending that, you know, well whatever, I don't care what you do. But it's almost like no, I just I wish you would, you know, date somebody who's who's not like a you know, someone stuck in high school. Like she's making fun of the girl I'm with. She's like, well, you know, she's either stuck in high school or she thinks she is or something like that. She's just so she's always getting at his goat, you know, always kind of twisting right. his knife. Um but then the girl calls Tess out on, well, maybe you're just jealous. And then it, it 
of course, sparks are going to fly. And, uh, and you know, further down the line, like later in, in May, we're going to see uh, – we're going to see maybe some of those feelings put to the test. Are they legitimate or not? And I think, uh, of course, in true soap operatic fashion, they're going to be the most extremes of situations. And it's, I can tell you it's been very fun to shoot, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how people react to some of this stuff. It's, it's out of control in, in the best way possible. Florida has been unlucky in love, if I can be blatantly honest about that, with a lot of the women that he's been with. <laughs> I I would be very interested if he actually was able to find some kind of relationship and some kind of balance with Tess. And I think so far, even even if she's not the dominant personality, Tess and, and Ford have have a match that probably yeah. Ford has not been able to find with anybody ever since he set foot in Landview. And that's my opinion. I agree. No, I agree. I think with Langston, it was uh, he was really willing to 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 do something. I think he genuinely loved her, um, but he also, you know, there's like the old Ford inside him that you know he he can only love the way he knows how to love. Uh, he's never really he admitted that he's never really been in a real relationship before, so it was going to be a rough start, and, and unfortunately, it didn't actually make it because of this whole thing with the baby. And I think Tess. Is, is just as damaged in some ways, maybe not more, than Ford. And these two broken hearts, these two broken people sort of find each other uh, uplifted in some way because of the other. It's like, you know, I can't get any worse than this. And you understand me without me having to really say anything. There's, there was a really neat scene that aired recently where she was sort of telling him, this is why Tess exists, this is why she came out, because of some abuse when I was younger. And uh, and he's like, hey, you know, I get it. You don't have to hide from me anymore. And I think they were, that was the first time we actually saw some kind of genuine moment where maybe this could really work, because he's like, I get it. You almost don't even have to say anything, whereas most guys would be like, look, I'm, you know, I'm getting out of here. But he yeah. genuinely, I think, sees something. It's like, you know what, I've been through... I've been through stuff too, and it's okay. And for some reason, I find that so endearing and so charming, and and it works. And I can't even again. I can't even. I keep going back to this. I can't even tell you how rewarding those are to play uh, because um, there's just so many different levels, uh, and it's all human. It all makes sense. This is how people really would would react in a certain situation, um, which. Which I mean, it's good television. You know, we. How many people do we know that actually have some form of DID? But the fact is, is that there's still something very human. There's still something very uh, relatable in whatever right. situation these, these two are in. And I just I love that. I think it's a, a great. Uh, it's it's a, a really great thing on the part of of Ron and his team, for sure. Absolutely, and, and Ford definitely transitioned from I always considered Ford as. The Playboy, but I think more yeah. so, especially now that he, there is a son to think about, which I don't think at the time Ford actually thought about fatherhood. But I think more sure. so down the line now. So he he's now mature, he's now grown up, and everything. And I love the fact that you're actually playing that off. Not it wasn't as fast, but it was a gradual process. And I love the fact that you're able to portray that. Um, throughout this time on the show. So I, I definitely commend you for that, absolutely, because, you, you know, 
that that if that's true to form, uh, I've experienced it. I've seen it, uh, not on my side, but I've seen it expressed with so many people where they they weren't ready for this, but then it, something happens to where they have to look at the other side of the pen. If you you know, I I have to put my child first before anything else, and that's how you're definitely playing it. And I love that. I love that you're doing that. So I definitely commend you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. So. It, it, that that's definitely been a tremendous ride for you. You had so much on the show, and, and best of best of everything with you. I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up next week. It's gonna it's gonna be a blast from what I'm hearing about May Sweet. So I can't wait to see it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hot summer. That's for sure. Uh oh, uh oh. Does that mean Floor is gonna be back with uh, no shirt on again? <laughs> well, I mean. I, this is what I was told when I first joined the show. You know, when school gets out, the, they sort of they like to sort of play to the younger audiences a little bit more. So, you know, and it's a soap opera. So, well, there's definitely going to be some uh, lack of clothing uh, still still playing into the genre. But it's it always seems to. What I like now is that it seems to coincide with the storyline. You know, it's not just no, we take off a shirt cause, because it's hot in this barn and he needs to take a shower with this bucket. It's uh. <laughs> Uh, it makes it makes good sense, and Ford is so he's so sharp and he's and he's so smart. I know a lot of people think that he's he's dim-witted, uh, <laughs> but I've I've seen some moments in the script that they've allowed me to play out that it's just been like, oh man, he thought of that so fast, and there's still that part of him that just, he can weasel his way out of situations, and and however he decides to do it is just appropriate for the moment, and it's. We're going to see him in some pretty tight situations, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how it plays out. I love it. David Gregory, thank you so much for taking the time with me to speak with me today about everything. It is a pleasure getting the chance to talk to you. Thank you, Navelle. I appreciate it. I appreciate it myself. Thank you. You take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was David Gregory, everybody. He plays Robert Ford on ABC Daytime's One Life to Live. You can catch him weekdays on ABC, weeknights on SoapNet. You can also catch full episodes at abc.com. In just a few minutes, we're actually going to be joined by a couple of people who are going to be calling in in regards to today's rally. Uh, many of the fans got the chance to basically protest in front of ABC's upfronts today. So we're going to get a chance to talk to them and find out exactly what happened this afternoon. It was between 2 and 6. Ooh, excuse, excuse me. Ugh. You ever have that feeling where you get something really caught in your throat and it just can't ex- escape you? And that's pretty much the feeling I just had at this very moment. I, I think I might have to actually get a, a glass of Kool-Aid to try to overcome that. But we're going to find out exactly what happened. It started at 2 today, and we're going to get the chance to speak to some people who got the chance to participate in this event today. And i gotta, I got to say... What an amazing thing that you guys are doing to support support themselves, especially for those that have been fans of this genre for so many years, and they definitely don't want to see any more soaps go away. Uh, you know, today, you know, today, uh, Colleen Zink Pinter was out there supporting with the rest of you. Eileen Kristen was out there supporting with the rest of you. The Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment Weekly, EW dot com is basically what it was, and Another outlet right now that is escaping me was out there, you know, supporting you guys. So I, I, I'm so happy that you guys are able to get out there and go ahead and show off so much support any way that you can, no matter how many 
no matter how many of you were out there, even if it was just one, that speaks volumes and that's enough for me anyway. You want more, but you know, just the fact that you have one person out there that is fighting for us, what we want to see on TV, we don't want to see the chew, we don't want to see the revolution, we want to see, we want to see all my children and my life to live. For you to go out there and do that, I'm happy for you guys. This is great. And I can't wait to find it exactly. What was it like when you saw Brian Franz? Like, well, past you guys. I absolutely am dying to know exactly what did you do when you saw him walk by. Because honestly, as I said to somebody just now on Twitter, I probably would have flipped him the bird. But you did not hear that from me. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with some of our friends who attended the Save Ourselves Rally today in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear? The recession ended back in 2009. It's party time. Um, but why are there still so many unemployed? Hmm. Sounds like someone doesn't know what they're talking about. Hello. This is Eric Shoup from the PatriotTimeExchange.com. The National Inflation Association recently announced that the college bubble will burst here in 2011. What is even worse is that food inflation is reaching an all-time high as the dollar continues to be devalued. Unless you're living under a rock with a tarp under it covering 1,000 square feet, you know the economy is going down the drain. I would love to propose we defeat the oncoming turmoil and defeat starvation by creating community gardens across the tri-state area. We have so much open land. Why are we not using it? And why does the majority of our produce continue to come from China? And who knows what they're putting into our food? We need to stop this. Join me on our quest to defeat starvation and save our economy. Join me at www.patriottimeexchange.com. www.patriottimeexchange.com. Sign up today. It's free. You and thousands of others like yourselves can make a difference. Hey, this is Brandon Barras from General Hospital. You're listening to Buzz Worthy Radio. I'm Jason Thompson from General Hospital. You are rocking it with Navelle on Buzz Worthy Radio. Hey, welcome back to Buzz Worthy Radio here on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. I'm Navelle J. Lee, and in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by a couple of people who got the chance to participate in the Save Our Soaps rally. For those of you who want to call in, to just express your thoughts about what has been happening as far as the soaps go and you know you know even about the rally even if you weren't there you know of course everybody says you're there in spirit but even if you weren't there you know you definitely want to say anything in support of all the other soaps that you're trying to save and what do you think should happen in order to save the soaps so it, it, it's up to you what you want to say about it it's up to you 646-595-4228 is the call-in number. So you have that at your disposal. 
So I I gotta be honest. I would have <laughs> I would have thrown eggs at him. Is what uh, someone in our chat room said. Nathan Brookshire had just just said. Uh, you know what? As I said to somebody, I would have flipped in the bird. And I definitely will not deny that if I had eggs, I wouldn't throw it at him. I, I didn't say that. I would throw it at him. So, <laughs> so I won't necessarily say that it would not happen, but oh well. It is what it is. But I just find, I just find it hysterical that he actually walked by all the protesters that were there today. And I, it just it just absolutely amazes me the gall and the audacity that that man has, and I know that there has been people that have been coming out and saying that you can't really just blame Brian Franz for everything. Decisions come up higher above Brian Franz. It wasn't Brian Franz's only doing in order to get rid of all my children and one life to live. It was someone above him that did that. But you know what? He still made the decision. He still told everybody five minutes before the official announcement came out, and then everybody started reporting that, in fact, All My Children and One Night to Live got canceled. You know, it, it, so it's still it's still the bottom line. He still made a decision. They already had these reality shows planned. And, hell, if any of you watched the Desperate Housewives finale who did not take part in stopping on watching ABC primetime shows or anything else on ABC other than All My Children and One Night to Live in General Hospital... You would have saw on Sunday for what I found out, because I didn't watch the whole finale itself. I only watched the last 10 minutes of it. So apparently in the two-hour finale, they showed a promotion for one of its new shows during Desperate Housewives. They're already promoting The Chew, folks. Granted, of course, they did come out on, on the website, and I know that Soap Opera Network had put up I guess, kind of like the promotions for it that were sent out as press releases or whatever on their websites, like video snippets of it and everything of the sort. And honestly, I, I just cannot get over the fact that they're already starting to promote the Jew right now in May. It's as if they don't even care about the fact that all my children's leaving the network. They're going ahead and promoting its new shows already. Unbelievable. What kind of a gall does ABC have in doing that? Thank God I didn't see it. And honestly, that really alienates the soap fans more so than ever. To have that being promoted at this early in the stages. And the announcement just came last month. It's actually going to be a month. If it hasn't already. I... Was it a, was it the fourteenth? It was the fourteenth, wasn't it? How could how can anyone forget Black Thursday? It was the fourteenth of April. It's already been a month, a month since the announcement was made that we're losing those two shows. And of course, now all of a sudden we're getting the promotions for the two. Unbelievable. I, I I don't deny that the fact that we'll probably see a promotion for the Revolution tomorrow. You know, honestly, that's how I feel about it. If they're able to go ahead and start with that, they're going to be going ahead and start with the revolution. Honestly, honestly, this is that's absolutely terrible. One Night to Live, vehemently, I feel, should not be going anywhere. One of the best soaps that's on TV right now. 
They're doing a tremendous job with that show. Hell, that show has gotten even number three in the household ratings. And this is a show you cancel. Not to mention the fact that they're operating on less of a budget. They're still able to bring in a profit. They're still making money doing that show. And you still cancel that show. The show where it's not only the only soap that's being produced in New York City, the only soap right now that is under budget than any other soap on the air, still making money and is probably the best soap that is on the air right now. This is the one you get rid of. Yeah, can someone please explain that to me? Because honestly, I don't have the answers for you. I have none for you. My question, though, which has been brought to my attention from other people, do you think that these shows could end up somewhere else? I know there's a lot of people that have been saying that we could possibly see it on NBC. Even though in my in the back of my head, I kept thinking that NBC definitely wanted to get out of the soap game for so many years. So many years. Why would they want to bring on two other soaps to its roster? Especially now. But I don't know. Especially in this day and age. I mean, they kept Days of Our Lives on for so so long. Even though they kept so many rumors going around saying that they were they weren't going to keep Days of Our Lives. They were looking at canceling it. They're looking at bringing it to ABC. You know, I, I, that, that's been going on for years. But honestly, I don't know. The name of the game has changed. So you really can't say that it can't possibly end up over there. And I'm definitely not telling anybody to not try. I'm definitely telling y'all to try as much as you can. As much as you can. To get to save your to save the soaps right now. I'm saying just go ahead. I'm not telling anybody to back down. In fact, I'm telling them to go full throttle. I honestly feel that if you can do anything in order to try to save the soaps right now, do it. Do it. Definitely do it. The protest today. They're saying it was between 30 to 50 people that were there. That's great. I love that. Love the fact that it was that amount. Hell, I would have been happy if it was just one. This is what it says to me. For every person that's out there protesting to protesting on the fact that we don't want anything else coming in to replace all my children one life to live. For every one person, I will say that's maybe about 100,000 that we're trying to save. You know, I, I, I honestly, I, I feel that if we, you know, everybody as a whole in this industry doesn't do anything to stick together, we could lose General Hospital. Do you honestly think that ABC will keep General Hospital on its lineup by itself as the Lone Ranger on the ABC daytime lineup after those two shows are gone? I have a hard time thinking that they will. 
But that's just my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But honestly, I don't think they will keep General Hospital by itself. It's completely different than NBC. Days of Our Lives may be the only soap on NBC. It does work for them. It has for years. But I honestly do not see ABC going the same route. I really don't. It's amazing to me, really amazing to me, that we now actually have to think about the fact that we could even lose another one in 2012 after we lose these two. You really don't want to hear the words cancellation anymore. That's pretty much the bottom line. We're done hearing that word cancellation. Honestly, I would like to take the word cancellation of soaps out of my vocabulary. I would love to take it out of my vocabulary. And yes, of course, I'm here to support them and ride them till they die. And you know everybody's definitely going to follow the lead into the web soap world. Because I do think that it can survive on the web, on the, on the internet, with everything that everybody has been doing with web soaps now. I do think that they will find a home. I do think they will find a home on the internet. But why lose anything right now where we feel that it really shouldn't be gone? I know I know the word should, and I have not had a relationship ever since I met David Jacobs. I will say that. I really don't believe in should. Uh, but I will say that I don't feel that it is their time to leave us. They still got a lot of stories left in them. One Life especially has a lot of stories left in them. They have so much potential, if not already at the potential. They really do. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have in store. And I would love to see what they have in store further down the road. But ABC's not giving us that chance. They're really not giving us that chance at all. We have a caller on the line from area code 570. How are you? It's Sophie. How are you? Hi. How are Hi. you? Hi. I'm doing well. I've just been reading all of the tweets trying to catch up on the events from the day, and I'm so, so proud of Goalie's mom and Spins McZanella and Jen and you and Susan Hoffman. What a great, great turnout. I was um, disappointed to see that people are talking about, quote, unquote, numbers of people. Um, that really doesn't matter. What matters is being at the upfront and having one clear, concise message. Um, I saw a copy of the handout that was given to the advertisers, and it was so on point and so well done. Um, if I was presenting that in a boardroom or in a corporate setting, I would be so proud to have that. It was really, really well done. So what from what did you see like exactly with what you were able to catch up on what did you see as far as what happened today what was the 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 handout that was given to the advertisers like basically from everything that you were able to catch up on what was it that you did see um what i saw on the handout that was given to the advertisers was for them um to be aware that the nielsen reading system is a broken system um, this is also, true, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very especially true. if everyone's talking technology, technology, um, then I think that that system should not even be used. And I can't believe advertisers don't have more um, 
say in how things are counted, and mm-hmm. I can't believe that they don't have a development team on their end. You know, if I was a Hershey's or a Hoover, which love Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> hope everyone um, clean their room on National Clean Your Room Day. Um, but it's just such a broken, antiquated system. So that um, is something that I think is really a hot-button issue. It also talked about the age demographic, that that's also way off. I mean, people are living longer and are working longer, and, you know, they don't even – there's different tiers now where where you can collect Social Security, whether it be 62, 65, 72. So I think the whole demographic – is off also. Mm. And those are some of the bullet points on the flyers. And then what did you see or what were you able to see as far as following exactly what happened during the course of the day when they were out there? Like, did you see any of that? or? Um, I did. I tried to follow the tweets and the um, twit pics or the lockers photos, what have you. And I saw a very well-organized group. I think it's great that they called ahead um, and had the NYPD there. So the NYPD were already in tune to it because I saw some buzz that EBC tried to call the police. But the police were already there and looked very happy. I saw a picture of four officers. Okay. um, They looked very happy, and I think um, there was a permit that was taken care of. I mean, it was just very, very well thought out. I would rather have 50 or so people there with one clear, concise message than have 200 people there and not have a focal point. Right. Everyone, you know, the signs were thought of. They looked great, um, especially for it. Being in the rain and miserable weather, I think that the protesters look great. I think that chanting got the advertisers' eyes. I could tell in one photo um, the protesters seemed to be on one side of the street with barricades, and then Lincoln Center was across the street. But advertisers were looking over. They got out of the limos and cars and actually turned around and had their back to Lincoln Center and were looking across the street. Oh, good. Yeah, and then I saw two articles. I saw one this evening in The Hollywood Reporter, which was great. And then I saw one in Entertainment Weekly. And then there was a third. I cannot remember the source. That's what I said. I I remembered the two, but I couldn't remember the third one. You know what? I, I, like, tweet, really? I, tweet, I tweeted it, so I just had to look in my tweets and see where it's from because I kept Googling all night to see... Um, you know, who was writing articles. It it was a non-soap media outlet that wrote the third one also. I'm trying to mm. But I just think it was so well done. And I know um, working with the people that pulled it all together, I mean, they put in so much time and effort and just lovely, smart, talented, talented group. What did it you, was the the rap dot com. Oh, the rap. That's who. Okay. Yeah, the rap dot com. Um, I can retweet it to you, so you have it for the 
for the archives of the day, but I think it was a huge success. And, of course, you know, there was some negativity on the comment sections of the Hollywood Reporter and oh, I'm sure. Entertainment Weekly. And I hate to be a conspiracy theory type of person, but I think it's because, or I think it was, ABC people doing it or just people that don't have a clue. Um, the fact that soap fans are called crazy or quote unquote welfare bonbon eating people, if I bonbon bon eating people, that's a new one for me. I know. If I could just speak to those two points, because that really gets me. That's a hot button issue with me. It gets me very fired up. First of all, the word crazy. I have been to hockey games where I've walked out because the vulgarity that the fans are using, I did not want my son to be around. Um, I have been at concerts where fans are kind of fanatical, um, you know, Red Sox, Yankee fans. I've seen people passionate about other TV shows and um, just whole different genres of art forms. I've seen people um, and have friends that are in PETA that are very passionate about that, and that's the key word, that it's passionate. It's not mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> so I just I don't think that people should pick on soap fans and call them crazy. That's just really And then as far as the the welfare, the people that I've worked with have all have been lovely and if people need welfare, it's there for a reason, but I can only speak for myself to say that I'm fairly educated. I I graduated zero cum laude from Penn State, but um <laughs> But, you know, I, I've had a career for 12 years, and I went to school, I have an education, I have a family, and I just don't think it's fair to just automatically call people crazy and on welfare. Like, where did that stereotype come from? Right. So I think that takes the focus off of what was trying to be done today, and that was to get the advertisers' attention. And it, it was done, I think it was done successfully. I tell you, I I never heard of that before until you said it. That that's very. I mean, that's seriously very insulting. You have no idea. I mean, you do, but it's just it's just for me hearing that for the first time. I I'm completely floored. But, yeah. but it's Amazing to me that they say that. I mean, I know that there is some negative comments that come out because that is the is the nature of the beast in life. But I. Wow, that that's even for me. Yes, and even you know there was I saw a couple of photos of men, and I think that's great. I mean, I just soap fans come in all different sizes and you know demographics, and my husband even watches the soaps with me at night sometimes, and he doesn't. He if someone asked him, he would straight up tell them, "Oh yeah, that's so and so." So it's it's great scripted TV, and whether you watch it at the traditional hours of one, two, or three, or you watch it on SoapNet at night, or now you can you know go to the internet and watch it from abc.com. You know I would urge people not to watch on YouTube because I think that's part of the problem. Really? Sure. So that's what they're saying about SoapNet. Yeah. They're even saying that someone even said it about SoapNet is that it's not even counting towards. Oh no. The chat. No. I mean, this is what I heard, but I, I don't know how true that is. But they're like saying, prefer to watch it on 
ABC.com more so than SoapNet. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, – I've never met a Nielsen family, and I've never had a bonbon. So I guess those are two things that I need to um, <laughs> on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet a Nielsen family, and what does this contraption tracking device look like? And I hope they have bonbons at their house, too. Well, hey, I I never had a bonbon, but I don't no. know if I'm gonna start now anymore. So we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for your time. I just felt that I needed to speak up because the, the people that put their own money into it, their hours of time, um, just amazing. And I just hate to see anything negative out there. Sometimes people will tweet or write something, um, and they're just not thinking it through. That. Yeah. Anything that was done at all should be appreciated. Absolutely. I appreciate you calling in, too. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for talking with me. Absolutely. Okay, I'll be quiet now on a mute. <laughs> on mute? Okay. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see. Who's... Caller, you're on the air. Oh, they hung up. Uh, are you calling from North Carolina? Yes. Hi. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan! I thought you weren't going to call in. I thought you said no. I'm, doing that. I'm just listening. You're just listening. Well, well, what did you like about it so far? Were we on point? I mean, obviously you're more on point in the chat room than, than we are because you're saying things that I'm saying in my head. And there's other things that are coming out that I never even thought of, but are clever. <laughs> I love it. Well, I wish I'd have been there today. You know, I wish I were too, but you know, it, I I hate the fact that I have a job, so I can't go. But I love the fact of everybody who did win, and and not just to mention the fact of all the fans that went. I definitely want to put out there, I didn't get to put out there while Sophie was still on the line, but I definitely want to put out there about how Colleen Zink from, from As the World Turns and Eileen Kristen were out there supporting with them. I love the fact that they went out there and showed their support with the fans today. Um, you You never would think that you would have that kind of support alongside with you. So I, I think that was a huge deal. Yeah. He's the clev he's the cleverest person you'll ever meet. Oh see, 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 I'm learning. I'm learning a lot of things now. Learning so much from this chat room. But uh yeah, if you want to listen, I'll definitely put you back on hold, all right? Alright. I did want to put in, in into that effect because um even with with the loss of Azul World Turns uh, and, and, and Gotting Light within the past couple of years, seeing Colleen Zink and Eileen Kristen going out, going ahead and supporting the fans to save their soaps because she, they both completely know what we're going through when we lose something. You know, of course, Eileen Kristen was on Ryan's Hope. They canceled Ryan's Hope back in 1989. Uh, you know, they just canceled As the World Turns in September of 2010, just recently. And, you know, both of them know vehemently well how the fans are feeling because of the loss of their favorite show. 
or favorite shows, plural. So they definitely want to support them. And plus, they've been in this genre for so many years. They know what it's like. They know how it's run. They know what the fans want. Reality shows aren't it. Just the nature of the beast. I mean, sure, I know that there are some reality shows that we look at. There, there are guilty pleasures. But do we really need any more, especially during the daytime? Daytime soap operas have been a staple for over 70 years. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to go ahead and change its makeup. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go ahead and try to do that? And Octavia, it's not it's not just with the reality shows are played out. We have a chat room uh, running right now, and Octavia McMillan said reality shows are played out. And it's not just the fact that they are played out. I'm not saying that they aren't. They are in in regard. It's not just that, but they will not last as long as soaps have. You can't just sit there and tell me that you had the guiding light basically with us for 72 years. Started in radio, went to television as a 15-minute soap, expanded to a half an hour, and then expanded to an hour. And it's been with us for over 70 years. 72 years that show has been with us. Granted, it's still with us, with us, but with us while it was still on the air. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to think that these shows that are going to come in, they're going to survive just as long. I think they think, in my mind, I think that the higher-ups at ABC feel that they will survive longer or just as long or try to survive just as long as soaps have. There is absolutely no way. It's definitely not happening. No one is going to be invested in these shows. None of them are going to be invested in these shows. Here's another question... uh, and again, this is hypothetical. We're not saying that this is going to happen, but this is a hypothetical question. If, let's say, we could not even get these saved. I'm just saying this is a very hypothetical question. This is definitely not a question you want to think about, but this is something I want to put in your mind. I already know some of your answers. But if we did not get All My Children One Life Unless saved... And it did get to the point that General Hospital was next on the chopping block. What exactly would you do? Not just looking at the aspect of of protesting and all that stuff. Exactly what would you do completely now? You know, we had many responses to that question where they said they would not watch anything on ABC after all. Nothing. Nothing on ABC would be worth their time and devotion. They would not watch anything that ABC has to offer in daytime, prime time, overnight, nothing. Take that passion. Would you do that same for CBS if they were to get rid of the Young and the Restless and the Bold and Beautiful? Would you take that same passion and do the same thing 
if NBC were to get rid of Days of Our Lives? I want you to think about that. Think about that. If you were about to lose any of your favorite soaps from CBS and NBC, like the way that we lost All My Children and Would Like to Live in the same day, would you do exactly this if that were to occur? Because here's the other thing that something somebody else brought to my attention. Someone else said to me, how come this did not occur when As the World Turns was canceled? I don't know. That's a question of the ages. Unless I'm mistaken, maybe somebody could let me know that if that were to happen. Although... Of course, we know that we we all wanted um, we all wanted CBS to buy as the world turns from Procter and Gamble Productions or Talonex Media, how, whatever it was called at that time. And PGF definitely did not want to sell. They wanted to get out of the soap business. They wanted to get away from the soap business. They didn't want to buy it. But. You know, of course, there's a lot of people that felt that nobody did as much as what we're doing now for All My Children Will Need to Live than with As the World Turns. Uh, Tavia said that it happened because I believe people took two shows away at once that are popular, and that's why the fans came out big time. I do... And because they insult other viewers by their crazy biased comments, I do think that is the answer. Highly, I do feel that it that it's that. So, honestly, uh, I do not know of anything about NBC buying the ABC soaps. I know that has been talked about for a, a while right now. I honestly don't know what what could happen. It could easily turn around. I mean, as we said earlier in the show, that it could be possible that um, it could happen, but NBC definitely wanted to get out of the soap game. Brian Fromm's worked at NBC. He canceled Search for Tomorrow not once, but twice. Are you kidding me? I mean, Search for Tomorrow was on CBS. Brian Fromm's was at CBS. He got rid of it. When Brian Franz left CBS, he went to NBC for a while. He canceled Search for Tomorrow, then two, the second time in 1986. So he was able to cancel one soap, not once, but twice, in one fell swoop. Hmm. It's amazing what trivia you'll find out from longtime soap fans about that. Yes, and he did take it off the day after Christmas. That is correct. That is correct, John. He did do that. Jill Farrenfellas and him have a friendship, a relationship, because of her time at Santa Barbara. So, of course, he was going to bring her on to General Hospital when he came over and took over ABC Daytime. Why wouldn't he? 
I'm hearing a lot of the things about how he deliberately hired these people to come in and do these shows to ruin them. Unfortunately, it backfired on him with One Light to Live because he didn't. They, that show didn't get ruined. In fact, it improved. It improved big time. I would love to have been a fly on the wall to see what everybody was saying when One Light to Live went to number three in household ratings. I'd love to know what was going through their minds because honestly, I think that they probably were cursing to the heavens. They probably were. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I will say this, though. I would love to see it on NBC. If it were given the chance to be at NBC. I would love... Hell, I'd even love it if it were on Lifetime. It could be a good fit on Lifetime television. Granted, I know they said that you would have to have a lesser of a budget if it were on cable television, but as I said, One Life to Live can make it work. One Life to Live can make it work if it were on the Lifetime Network. So, we'll see what happens, you guys. But I'm very proud of what everybody was able to do today. No matter what anybody else tells you, even if you go ahead and you see everybody coming out of the woodwork and say that we're nothing but bon bon welfare eating type folk who watch soap operas every day, no matter what kind of asinine comments come your way, you did good. You went out there and supported what you love. And I can tell you that it's probably those same people that said that about soap fans that probably would do the same if a primetime show of theirs went off the air. Hell, look at Jericho. Fans got that back on CBS for another season. Why can't you try to do the same with your favorite soaps? Just look at it in that hindsight. I'm telling you, whatever you can do to try to say what you love, do it. And don't look back. Keep doing what you're doing, and that's it. And I'm sure anybody and everybody will listen. Advertisers, producers, writers, actors, all of you. All of them will be listening, no matter what. Presented in such a way where you're not appearing overzealous, but you know exactly what you're doing, what kind of product that you want. Show it to them that this is what you want to have on your TV screens. Not the chew or the revolution. All my children would like to live is what you want. And General Hospital on ABC Daytime. That's it for my show this evening, folks. I'm so glad you guys got to tune in to listen to this show. I'm Navelle J. Lee. And if you want to listen to any part of the show anytime, you can always visit us here at blogtalkradio.com slash buzzworthyradio and on buzzworthyradio.net. We're also on iTunes. Check us out on iTunes. And follow me on Twitter at buzzworthyradio. We'll see you guys next time when we have our next guest. All right? Take care and get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. 
enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.